All right, guys. It is Wednesday night. It is ship chasing. We're going to be hopping in a draft here uh, in about 15 minutes. I thought I was going to have to pump it uh, to get this filled, but uh, the draft is filled, guys. People are champing at the bit here to draft with us. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, <laughs> February drafts filling without promotion, I guess, is a good sign for the fantasy football space. That's right. Uh, Gratch, how are you doing? Good. Good. Excited to draft. Been actually doing some research this week. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Nice. Getting some uh, in the uh, the rookie prospect lab? No, no. Right in, <laughs> right in, <laughs> I'm not, I have not touched that yet. <laughs> I've been writing about receivers, targets, power run stuff, and um, looking at, uh, yeah, some early ADPs. And so getting a little bit of a feel for, I don't know, some receivers that I think are interesting at their prices and things like that. Guys yeah. I didn't expect to be on. Like, like I think Allen Robinson is an interesting one, for example. I wrote about really? him the other day. Yeah, I mean, he's going in like the ninth round or tenth round or something. And, I mean, I'm not, like, thrilled about taking Allen Robinson. He's a very <laughs> unsexy pick, but – it looked a lot like effort <laughs> all year, right? He was on the franchise tag. Um, just kind of looking at his whole situation. Uh, was re- remembering that he's on the franchise tag. He's a free agent. Probably wasn't pleased to be on the franchise tag. The team sucked. The coaching staff sucked. There was all that stuff about the, the, um, uh, you know, the clubhouse not being a great place to be and everything. And, and the one dude that leaked that like some of the teams didn't like, or some of the players didn't like Matt Nagy, actually hosted a podcast with Alan Robinson. Do you guys remember that? Like halfway through the year, there was no. some guy. I can't remember who the guy is, but he does a That's podcast. With, yeah, it's like his bio after he like had this like report that got circulated. Uh, that he does a podcast right. with Robinson. I think Robinson, like I was looking at it, I was like, dude, okay, his targets per run were way down. His, you know, all his efficiency was way down. All these things were way down. He's only 28. Like he's not yeah. dust. And I don't know. I was just looking at it like uh, – Eight, like again, ninth round is really what I'm looking at. He's probably gonna be on a different team next year, but like you get some early, like he's not gonna go in the ninth round in August, I don't think. I think he's gonna settle in somewhere else, probably gonna then settle in in like I don't know, the seventh, sixth. I don't, people will probably learn from the Kenny Galladay thing last year. I think that's like a decent enough comp that you probably don't want to chase the guy changing teams, but ninth round feels like, yeah, it, Gall- there's a Galladay comp right there, but um, ninth round feels like pretty easy value early on because if you look at his numbers. Every year of his career, by the way, since he was a, a rookie, he's had strong targets per run until last year. And, like, in the middle of his prime, like, I think the dude just wasn't trying last year. I think he just hated football. Where do you think That's his efficient um, ADP spot should be right now? Like, where Robbie Anderson was going in drafts last year? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't take him there. So, if you want to say, like, efficient or where I would take him. I mean, I, like... I think like get up above the seventh. I probably wouldn't take him. I think Anderson mm-hmm. was going like fifth, sixth, right? I don't think I would take him like above the seventh. There's just too many good young receivers that I want to take. But again, right now we have plus some of the rookies are right now. The, some of the rookies like, I just drafted uh, in an underdog draft. I got um, Drake London in the eighth round, which is like kind of silly. I think. Yeah, that's silly too, for sure. What uh. Yeah, I've I, I've been I've been hopping in a few of the slow drafts uh, on underdog, so I've been having a lot of those decisions. It's funny you guys mentioned both of those because I've had two decisions where I saw Drake London at the top of the queue and I saw Allen Robinson at the top of the queue, and uh, 
I didn't select either of them, uh, both times. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, that's, that's exactly right. Like that's, that's sort of why I brought it up. Like I'm, you guys know, I can't do the, I can't do the drafting as much as I'd like to in my state, but, uh, so I'm not doing ton of drafts, but like the way I was thinking about it is if I was in that position, I would do the exact same thing. But if I was drafting a lot, he's the kind of guy that what in doing this research, I was like, yeah, I'd probably want to get some exposure to not take him in every draft. Like Pat makes a great point. I'd want more Drake London than Robinson, but like if I'm you, Pete, I would want to, I would want to take Robinson in a couple of those when you're in those spots. Yeah. Let me ask you other- about a couple of guys. Uh, I haven't read the article yet. I will, but uh, I was doing similar research on yards per route run and yards per route run is targets per route run plus yards per target. So you're getting, you know, it's so some guys jumped out to me. I want to see what your thoughts are on. I've only done about half the league. Okay. I have not gotten to the Jets. Uh, Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Landry looks great. I mean, he looked great. Um, He's going to be, yeah, I, I think I said he was a value two in my article. Like he's going to be a, he's going to like the 12th in early drafts. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he had like a 26% targets per hour run again. And he's still fine. You know, he's still the same guy. Yeah. And Alan Robinson actually looks pretty, he had a 1.13 yards per route run last year, which is obviously abysmal, but over the last two years, he's still at 1.73. So, um, yeah, if you go back to all the way to 2014, again, every year of his career, at least 21% tar- uh, of his routes he was targeted on, which is good. And his best years were up over 24%, which is, like, really good. Um, mm-hmm. And then he was at 18% last year. It just looks like a total outlier. Somebody compared him to uh, A.J. Green here in the chat. Like, again, Alan Robinson is only 28. He turns 29 in August, right before the season starts. A.J. Green this year was 33. I mean, he missed that year a couple years ago at 31. I just pulled up A.J. Green's player page. You go back to his age 29 season, he was still having 1,000-yard seasons for the Bengals at age 29. Like, I, you know, a lot of people know that I've been bashing on A.J. Green over the last couple of years. Part of it's because he's been multiple years beyond the 30, you know, the 30 uh, plateau. So, like, part of this for me is, like, Robinson should not be dust at this point. He's only 28, 29. I think he just didn't care. Yeah, this seems like, I mean, Chris mentioning in the chat an ADP or he got him in a draft at 12.06. I mean, this has to be more of a reflection of people being spooked by Baker Mayfield and less how people feel about Jarvis Landry, right? Like, there's no reason Jarvis Landry should be going six rounds later than where he was last summer. Agreed, yeah. People just don't like Jarvis Landry. I mean, they never have. No one has ever wanted to draft Jarvis Landry his whole career. Like, that's that for so many years in the fans community that he always outperforms his ADP. And then he always goes later than where he finished the year before. It's always been true. And I mean, to some extent it's fair because I do think it's somewhat efficient to be targeting guys who have like legit top 10 wide receiver ceilings. Now Landry did have a top 10 season early in his career, but he probably doesn't have that ceiling. Obviously hasn't shown that for a long time. And so it's fine to be taking stabs at guys that are a little bit more volatile, more ceiling, but he's too cheap like this this is too yeah. cheap and, and he's he's always too cheap for what he for what he actually is yeah he was like pretty solid last year yards per hour number seven uh you know he's he's in like if you just look at the last couple of years he, he's in a nice cohort uh it's not very fun to draft him but like his yards per hour over the last couple of years is very similar to tyler lockett's uh so yeah i, and I mean he's being cheap. I mean, last year there were some of those slot receivers, you know, Cole Beasley went in that range last year, but Cole Beasley obviously has a ton of competition 
for targets in that offense. Jamison Crowder was going super late, but there was QB uncertainty, you know, Elijah Moore breathing down his neck. Uh, so for Jarvis Landry to not have a ton of target competition and still being overlooked like that does seem weird to me. The other only uh, only other thing that I would note is this dude was always like an Iron Man too, and people still didn't like him, never missed time. And then this year he finally missed a few games as well. So even his backers are probably a little annoyed that he missed. He played – 12 games so we missed five because we had the fun 17 game seasons that keep throwing me off as i'm starting to look at full season <laughs> numbers uh but yeah he had only missed one his entire career before last year yeah. so yeah missing a third of the year probably also impacting where he's going right now anthony pointing out the psychological impact of of having a team with jarvis landry on it yes is something you do want to factor in also rough yeah it's a very it good is point I've definitely noticed my early crutch in these drafts, just drafting every second year <laughs> wide receiver, just like, oh, no one wants Jerry Judy. Uh -huh. Oh, I guess I'll grab him on Ross St. Brown here. Just kind of like uh, going you into mean the that. Third? Oh, the Sorry, second and third year wide receiver. Second it's like if, if they're a young guy, I'm, I'm, I'm just taking them. Well, I wanted to ask you guys about the 2020 class, because I think that's kind of interesting if you zoom out and look past uh, – you know, this past year and, and you know, over the last the, the first two years of their career, there's guys like I feel like, you know, all these guys are still pretty clustered together. The guys like Judy Pittman, um, but it seems like 2021 is weighing much more heavily in people's minds than 2020. Are there are there any did you say Pittman as an example? Yeah, the examples would be. Uh, Chase Claypool, who I think, you know, I'm still, I'm still very excited about co potential quarterback upgrade, potential, just like style upgrade, even if the quarterback plays overall fairly similar. Michael Pittman had a really nice year, but still looks very similar to Jerry Judy and Brandon Ayuk over the last couple years. Ayuk's, uh, those, those Ayuk's the, real the cheap. I mean, he's going in the eighth and ninth on, yeah underdog right now. And I mean, there was a point he was going mid fourth <laughs> in at the peak of wide receiver mania last year. Yeah. I don't think any of these guys have had like a real breakout season, but the, and to be honest, CD lamb's probably in the same category where he hasn't had like a true breakout season. Oh, he's been a bit more efficient in both years uh, than the, than that group. But um, actually Claypool was more efficient than him last year. But anyway, the, these guys, they all seem like pretty tight. We're like T. Higgins, I think, had like a legit breakout season this year. I would put him a, a kind of a step above the non-Lamb um, four here. Claypool, Pittman, Judy, Ayuk. I think Higgins is a step above. But Claypool, Pittman, Judy, and Ayuk, I think, are all pretty close. And the ADPs are a little bit different on them, I think. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's pull up our draft board here just cause we are getting underway in a couple of minutes. We have drawn the number two slot here. So, uh, pretty fun spot. I, I assume we're McCaffrey or, or Taylor here. Does anyone want to, uh, go off the board? We're, the, we're picking second. I, I mean, I think it's McCaffrey. Okay. I, I don't know if you looked at his targets for our own Pat, but I mean, I know he only played a few games, but just absolutely crushes season highs and all that stuff. I mean, I, I don't get it. I did a bunch of research as well into like Jonathan Taylor. I, I'm, I'm starting to formulate that Christian McCaffrey needs to be the one-on-one. I'm going to have to write that article at some point because uh, I, 
Taylor, dude, Taylor had more green zone touches inside the 10 touches, not just than every other back in the league this year by a lot, which was talked about, than anyone since 2012, Arian Foster. There's only 11 dudes since 2000. I was using the, the word of his screener, so it goes back to 2000. Only 11 player seasons, even through like all of those 2000 years, right? The Ladinian Tomlinson beat Taylor's green zone touch total twice in his career. Uh, Priest Holmes did it once. Larry wow. Johnson did it once. Uh, Edron James did it twice. Foster did it twice. Sean Alexander never beat it. Uh, Derrick Henry has never gotten, I think he was like five short of it. Like that's somewhat close, but not really actually that close. Like Taylor had more green zone touches this year than almost like any back. That even in the it, when workloads were 350 carries and 400 carries, right? I mean, it was his his work around the goal line was insane this year. And then on top of that, you do have some concerns about the receiving, right? And so, I mean, I freaking love Jonathan Taylor. I want to be able to draft him, but he was hyper-efficient, which is good. All of these things are good also, right? Like, he could get a ton of green zone touches again next year. But, like, is he going to rip off as many long touchdowns again next year as he did this year? I mean, betting odds probably are on no there. I, I mean, he did it like every other game this year. His receiving efficiency was through the roof. He broke off long receiving touchdowns. Um, and, and then all of that got him to 22 points per game, which was number one and running back. But this was a year where there was no other elite running backs, essentially. Uh, I mean, Derrick Henry was actually ahead of him in his eight games, but it was the lowest overall RB one season since 2015 in those five years since then, there's been, I think it was like 13 other running backs. So mo like more than two per year, each of those last five, five years that have been better than what Taylor was just this year. So basically what Taylor did this year was actually more like the RB2 or RB3 season, most seasons. Um, but right. anyway, it's it's hard for me at 101 to be that, like, everyone is so certain he's the 101. I freaking love it. I got him in Dynasty in places that I'm going to be, like, I'm going to ride him. But um, I don't know, man. You get, you're betting on a lot of things to be really right again, all those green zone touches and all that stuff. I think the issue with McCaffrey is he's – well, he's going into year five now, and he wasn't good as a rusher this let's year. Let's take Taylor. Okay, let's, yeah. let's take Taylor. <laughs> you, you mushed it. <laughs> I mean, I, I have Taylor's the 101, but I'm going to be – I think McCaffrey's the clear 102. Um, He started to fall off or just – he actually started to fall off a little bit a couple years ago as a rusher. Um, and so he's just become this like um, incredible receiving back 2.5, 2.45 yards per route run uh, this year, this last year. I mean, that's just insane. wild. Yeah, that's just wild. But you do have an issue where we don't know who the quarterback is. We know who the coach is and he sucks. Uh, there's, you know, overall concern with the offense in general. Like this could get really gross. It could kind of look like Alvin Kamara in 2021. Where I, I totally like, we've we've done this like in the last couple of weeks, but I just I I just have such a hard time seeing that. I, I disagree. I guess well, like, McCaffrey is different than, to me. Why Why is McCaffrey different than Kamara? I mean, they're like a very similar profile, well, and the uh, the offense craters, and one one of them gets you know, Kamara just got a ton of touches, but it wasn't actually all that valuable because he's getting the wrong kind of touches. The the big reason for me is McCaffrey. I mean, it's like a a skill set hand in the dirt thing, right? But like the I I I've made this point a bunch of times. Anyone who watched every week's like, great, you're making this point again. 
But the, you know, the combo routes he runs with the linebackers, the way that he actually gets into routes downfield, he's like a legit receiving talent. I mean, his dad was, or is it his uncle, whatever. His, I think it's his dad, Ed McCaffrey, was a receiver at the NFL level. And, like, he has these skills. Like, I mean, obviously he's not the same guy. But uh, Kamara also has all of those I skills. Think, I think Kamara has those skills too, yeah. But I would say it's different. And, and particularly for Kamara, I think Breeze was the, the single best passing quarterback for running back receptions in the last 20 years. And you can look at every guy that played with him, great catch rates, not just high target rates, great catch rates, better catch rates. And then, then on other teams, go look at Darren Sproles catch rates with the saints. And then where, what he did when he was with the Eagles, um, go look at like, even like Mark Ingram and all these dudes that weren't even supposed to be receivers. They would always still post high catch rates. Like he knew how to like check down and throw a really catchable dump off, which was just like, I mean, Kamara has those skills. I completely agree. I love Kamara too, but um Losing Breeze was massive. McCaffrey has done this with Cam Newton, who had never thrown to his backs, with like other dudes who suck. And like, I mean, I think he is the the piece as opposed to a, with Kamara. It was both. It was Kamara and Breeze, and so that's part of why it's it's created for uh, for Kamara in my mind. But I also think Kamara can bounce back. But um, one other note I want to say on McCaffrey: people are going to look at points per game stuff. He wasn't as good at points per game. He played seven games this year. I was looking at his like snap shares and stuff today. Two of them were under 40% snap rates. He left one game early and then he left the other game early yeah. that he was then put on IR. The other five games, he went over 20 points four times. He averaged over 20 points. Um, and he only scored two touchdowns this year, which uh, if you look at it from even those just those five games, that's like 0.4 touchdowns per game. That would be the lowest rate of his career, even lower than his rookie season. Every other year of his career has been much higher. It's been like double his touchdowns per game. So I don't expect it. Like, I mean, he still averaged over 20 points per game without the TDs. It's sort of, it's sort of my point. He was still getting a ton of receptions. Oh, the other thing I was going to say with the snapshares, the five games that he didn't leave early, he still only averaged a 71% snapshare. The first game he came back, he played like 49%. The next game he played like 59%. Like he didn't actually have a lot of heavy workloads this year. Still was averaging 20 points per game. Like he was right there with Jonathan Taylor. In those five games, yeah. like that's what's so crazy about Christian McCaffrey's point scoring ability. If you get if you get uh, twenty twenty one CMC in twenty twenty two, and he stays healthy, you're going to be very very happy. Uh, I still, I mean, like you saw it with Saquon Barkley too, where you know, like at a certain point when the offense gets bad and dumb enough, it can ruin anybody. And I I do think we're looking at downside risk of a really bad dumb offense. Where like you know the combo routes you were talking about, they fired Joe Brady. You know, I don't know if they're actually going to be employing him in. I, are they going to be optimizing his skill set? Is my point because Rule is starting to really, really look. Yeah, good. this. I mean, this is a fair point. I did this with David Johnson, and I was like, "There's no way that the new coaching staff when Mike, uh, what was it, Mike McCoy came in, it's like Mike there's McCoy, no way, yeah, he's gonna, exactly." And, and the template was there out. with David Johnson yeah. more than almost anybody in history. Because the thing with him was he split him out, and he's a tight end. And he was so good. And he came in wide. that way. He came yeah. in as basically a hybrid. Yeah. And he was so good in 2016, and then he got hurt 2017, and then Arians left. And then 2018, McCoy took over. And I remember 2018, I was like, people were asking the same question to me. Like You're like, you're asking me now for McCaffrey. And I was like, there's no way the offense can be that bad. McCoy's not that stupid. He's going, I kept saying, he's going to look at film on how they utilize David Johnson. Obviously he's going to watch their film. And then the season started and we were like, what are they doing? They were like breaking records for first and 10 up the middle rush rate and stuff. It was just like so gross. Yeah. Oh. That uh, downside risk exists for McCaffrey. My mind, sure, I still take sure. it away too. 
the the chat was asking too if we uh even considered uh Cooper Cup there at 102. For me, it's um it's a portfolio thing where I feel pretty confident that McCaffrey and Taylor are going to be going one, two, and that when you're mm-hmm. at one, three or one, four, you could even have people who don't want to take Cooper cup at one, three, like you're going to have more pockets to get Cooper cup. Whereas your Jonathan Taylor exposure is going to be completely limited to slots one oh one or one Oh two. So to me, it's a portfolio thing. If you're drafting a bunch, like you, you take Taylor in these spots because otherwise you're going to be way, way underweight. On him, and as much as I like drafting wide receivers early, I don't want to have 0% Jonathan Taylor uh, across a bunch of these drafts. Agreed, and, and yeah. I think he'll probably be more often than 101. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. getting him at 102. That's the best argument nice. for taking Taylor at 101 every time, is you do still want to draft Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, full stop. Yeah. Full stop. <laughs> like, you don't want to not have Jonathan Taylor. He's very, very good. All right, so we are up next. Uh, A.J. Brown uh, goes off the board. I thought that would have mm. been incredibly fun if he slipped to us at 211. Mm-hmm. And then DeAndre Swift goes. So I'll read a few of the names from the queue. C.D. Lamb, Hawkinson, Gibson, Higgins, Waller, Josh Allen, Kittle, um, Keenan Allen, uh, D.J. Moore. Um, I mean, like a C.D. Allen or C.D. Allen, a C.D. Lamb with like a Kittle or Waller sounds pretty interesting to me. Yeah. I was going to suggest waiting on the tight end because, you know, we'll be able to get whoever comes back. Um, Who's the other receivers besides Lamb? Lamb Higgins and Keenan Allen are best uh, by ADP in the queue. Yeah, I'm good with I mean, Lamb or Higgins. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I'm Do you have a preference it. on Lamb or Higgins, Gretch? I mean, I think Lamb should be a third rounder. We can take him here. I, I don't know that I. I think Higgins should probably be a third round or two. I, mm-hmm. I don't. I do you want to just? Do you want to pick your tight end? I think we'll be able to get our tight end. Yeah, I'll just. I'll just grab CD. Uh, we took Kittle last time. I, I think it would probably. Well, would it be Kittle? I mean, the land stuff is concerning. Lamb, just, Lamb, I think Lamb's a fine pick there. I mean, in terms of yeah. where we're at, I haven't I mean, like. We, we need I a think wide I would have taken T if it was my team alone, but it's a, kind of a weird no, reach that you don't do you need mean, to do. What do you mean yeah. your team alone? None of us had a strong opinion right, on why it. Did you All you had that? to do was say I wanted T and I would have selected. As soon as you said that after we after we took Lamb, I was like, great, we should have taken T. <laughs> I, I had zero to opinion on it. I, I, it's like one of those things where I don't actually have a take to defend it. So I was just sort of like, if I could just like quietly <laughs> click him, I would have taken T. People uh, are people are not happy in the chat. People are not happy on Twitter about CeeDee Lamb. I yeah. think it's you know we're taking Kittle, right? We good? I, I'm yeah, good with Kittle. Kittle. Yeah, I don't see anyone else jumping out over Kittle for me here. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Uh I why think are, a, why are people freaking out about Lamb? So I, I think know, that it's, seems weird. it's really cost related. People have uh, I've seen a lot of dynasty guys talking about how he was like still by the end of the year, he was still like uh, wide receiver three in dynasty, which is probably not right. I mean, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, there's too many good players that should be up there ahead AJ of him. Um, but like that doesn't mean he was bad this year. He wasn't great, but they pretty weirdly limited his routes again after Gallup came back. We're sort of in the same place where we have to say, well, if they increase his routes, this would this could be great. He should have had a 600 route season. He had like 530 for some reason. Um, 
But that's exactly where we were with Cooper Cup last year, for the record. And also where we were with Cooper Cup was on those slightly limited routes. Not like a part-time player, but just slightly limited. Not the full like 100% or 95% route shares. Uh, he was still hitting really strong targets per out run. Those, those would have been the factors that would have got you on Cup. Lamb was a notch ahead of Mario Cooper, a notch ahead of Gallup, a notch ahead of Schultz. In an offense that had four good weapons, he was the clear guy in targets. Yeah, he's the best run. guy in the offense. He, he was, and he was still yeah. uh, efficient as well after the target. Yards per target, right? I mean, his yards per out run, what were they like? Have you looked at that recently? I, mean, I think it was like uh, I'll pull up. It's close to two. Yeah. I have it right here. <laughs> There's nothing like screaming bad about his profile. It's just that he didn't hit the ceiling we hoped for. So we're in the same spot where we're like, can he go a little higher still with the targets per out run while also adding routes? That's the, you know, that's a case we were making last year. We have to make it again this year and it's, you know, it doesn't feel great, but yeah, like he didn't have over a hundred yards since Halloween. He also had a bad playoff game. I get all that. Like down the stretch, it wasn't great, but uh, I mean, the full season numbers are still, are still solid. He had some big games earlier in the year. I mean, I think you're you're missing the force for the trees a little bit when you're like because he didn't hit our ex, our ceiling expectations we're like now yeah. he, he's dust. Yeah, like, it's simple, right? I mean, so his yards per out run this year including the playoffs was 1.94, which is very good. Not as good as we were hoping, but still very good. Yep. So he's come in, he's had really strong yards per out run as a a, uh, a rookie, got on the field right away, obviously, looked the part, was a tremendous prospect. First round pick has a good second season, not an incredible breakout second season, probably overdrafted and redraft and dynasty, et cetera. And now we're holding that against him, but that has nothing to do with anything going forward. I mean, I don't know. Like I, I do prefer T Higgins slightly, but lamb has the higher ceiling. I think he's got good quarterback play and he's was this past year, the number one option in his offense when he was on the field. And so it's much easier for, for me to see him, emerging as the clear number one on his team. I mean, T Higgins doesn't really have that path. I mean, the only path is Chase gets hurt, frankly. Uh, or the offense. he's going to be a – yeah, the offense explodes and it doesn't really matter. And we're just yeah. arguing about who's the 1A and who's the 1B the whole season. And they're both just having huge spike weeks all the time and it doesn't really matter. I mean, that's that's in play given how good Burrow is. But, uh, but I do think Lamb, outside of that kind of really frothy outcome, Lamb has probably the higher – like realistic so agreed and i think the playoffs as well with the, the chase higgins thing was sort of back and forth but we've seen chase really come on again even more in the playoffs and like this was his rookie season it took a little while for him to to get his sea legs chase is i mean i i i like i agree with you pat there's a, a ton of scenarios where they're both very very good but chase is the one that has of, of the chase Higgins has the potential to be like, you know, like a legendary player. Right. And then that yeah. does make it a little bit challenging for Higgins right. to be a second round pick. And and I mean, he's still going to be really good alongside that, but suddenly he's not just the one B he's like the two because chase is a top one receiver, you know, or top two and not two or however you say that. Like he's chase could just be so good is sort of the point. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I need to give a shout out to uh, Michael Dubner over at uh, Rotoviz. So he has put together a best ball tracking 
uh, sheet for exposures, and he has created one specific to ship chasing stream drafts. And uh, he points out that we now have a hundred percent exposure to Jonathan Taylor. That is, that's feels pretty like, old, feels like last year. Yeah, it's so good. I'm just gonna keep drafting him, baby. So I'm a. Uh, <laughs> I, I tweeted the uh, the Google Doc link or, or retweeted it. That's I just amazing. dropped it in the chat if you want to book it uh, and uh, and watch. Yeah, so we started that <laughs> other draft, Taylor, Metcalf, Kittle. So, guys, we could have just done that exact same start if that, we wanted to. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, uh, the other thing I want to say about Lamb as well, sorry, uh, to, to harp on, like, go this deep on it, but I was just writing about him, obviously. Uh, you know, we, we've been talking – since they drafted Lamb, that Amari after 2021, they can get out of that contract. They might not. I think it's like six million dead, and it's something like 15 million in savings for this year if they were to cut him or trade him or something. Prior, it was more dead money than savings, but like they could actually free up a ton of space if they moved on from him. If not, the other side of it is Gallup is a free agent, and I think Cedric Wilson showed enough down the stretch that. Yeah. Like, you kind of have to think that's what they're going to do, right? Yeah, for sure. One of them. I was I was looking at prospect stuff, and Cedric Wilson was actually like a very, very good sixth round yeah. pick. Like he was one of the better six round prospects that I have in in my in my little uh, database. So, yeah, I mean, and it, obviously, uh, you know, he's a very limited player, just like total, total slot guy. Where you know uh, you were seeing Lamb playing in the slot before Wilson was getting playing time with Gallup on the field. And then once they had to go to Wilson, Wilson just stole all the slot snaps. I don't think that's great for Lamb. But, man, you'd, you'd think, like, I mean, the obvious solution would be to bring in a fourth wide receiver and then play Cedric Wilson a little less, you know. But it's probably not going to be Michael Gallup in that fourth spot given the injury. So I, I do think there's, like, pretty easy paths for Lamb to – I mean, why why isn't Lamb running 95% of routes? Like, that's it's that's nuts. Ridiculous. I mean, I, I have to think that's going to change. Uh, Sam makes a couple points here that, unfortunately, I, I think I'm going to disagree with both. But because uh, Sam has great thoughts all the time. But he said Gallup missed all last year. didn't really help CD. I don't believe that's actually true. Yeah, he was, it, he was he was best in that early part of the season with, with Gallup. With Gallup out, right? Yeah. Um, I just pulled up the order of his splits app. It's not like a massive difference, but – he was definitely a little bit better when Gallup was out. The second one he mentioned was <laughs> um, that it, it hurts when Gallup's out because it pushes C to the outside. That's what we saw in the playoff game. I think we all saw how bad that went. And so, I, I mean, I think you can get into trouble assuming that because they did something and it went terribly, that that's what we should expect going forward. Like they saw how bad it went, right? Yeah, I mean, they got a bunch of criticism for that. They're gonna, I feel like they're gonna spend the whole offseason figuring out ways to get Seedling more involved. It was so bad that, that like, I'm pretty sure Kellen Moore's not a head coach because of it, right? Like, it was like that dumb. It was like you a know? huge talking point. These guys hear the it media, it also could they have been Dak Prescott sliding in a Hail Mary situation. I don't know, Who's yeah, <laughs> yeah, that kind of maybe overshadowed the land stuff, <laughs> but they get these questions in, um, in the, in the media sessions, they get peppered with this stuff. Like they're they're confronted with it. Like it's not just us sitting here talking about it. Uh, I don't know. I just I think it'd be crazy for us to see Ceedee Lamb playing on the outside all next year if Gallup's gone and not them you know shuffling guys and moving guys around, spending basically the whole off season 
with with their wide receiver coaches figuring out exactly how to not do what they did in the in the wild card round, which you was think. just pigeonholing. All right, we're about to be on the clock. Uh, I'm going to toss out some of the wide receivers, just listing them off as they're listed in the queue. Chris Godwin, Michael Pittman, Robert Woods, Tyler Lockett, Elijah Moore, Brandon Cooks, Devonta Smith, Michael Thomas, Brandon Ayuk, Thielen, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Anything jumping out there? Who was the first one? I think I just liked the first one. Uh, Godwin. Godwin, oh, yeah. Pittman, Woods, Lockett, Elijah Moore. I kind of like Lockett. I'm fine with Lockett. I'm good with Lockett. Um, yeah. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> tight, tight end, I'll just read. I mean, Goddard, Fant, Thomas. So I'm not seeing anything worth reaching there. Running let's back do, is. Let's do Lockett. But can you guys yeah. just see Lasan? Hassan yelling at his screen. He writes OI in all caps. He's just doing this with the CD Lamb pick. Not Godwin. And then the CD Lamb pick is yelling in all caps too. Um, As far as the, uh, I mean, running back is super gross. Jacob, CH, Elijah Mitchell, Fournette, Chris Carson. Um, But yeah, wide receiver, I guess the only other, I mean, Pittman, Elijah Moore, Devonta Smith would probably be the other guys I would be intrigued by coming back. I kind of like Devonta Smith. I think Pittman's overdrafted here. He wasn't even that good. I mean, he was <laughs> he really good. wasn't. I actually wrote some like pretty nice things about him today, but then I, after I wrote it, which I haven't sent that out yet, but after I wrote it, I, uh, I mean, he finished like wide receiver 31. Like we're, we're that was like his year two breakout and and no comp no target competition. Okay, he's off the board. Who cares? But I think they're yeah, gonna and- add receivers. Like this is a team that's very high probability to add other players. T.Y. Hilton was dust. Um, Elijah Moore goes. I I'm good with Devonta Smith here. You guys like that? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. All right, let's do it. We could see increased passing attempts potentially, just because like they were so run heavy down the back half of the season. Although maybe that maybe we see less because they were kind of pass heavy to start the season, but uh, you get the chance for a clear number one option, clear number one wide receiver, I should say, I guess, um, with Dallas got it there. But second year breakout for him, I mean, he could lap Pittman. The chat wants ETN, like we're going to just keep doing the same draft as last time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Also, we have a structural twin here from the one hole, uh, running back, wide receiver, tight end, double tap wide receiver. Look at at that symmetry. I mean, that's a good team other than, you know, I was saying, I, I think Pittman is too high. I think his ADP on underdog, which is the ADP I'm looking at is in the fifth round. And I was saying, I don't see how he rises from that. I wouldn't be taking him there in February. They could add people. <laughs> when the projections come out later in the year, that it's going to be. This expo- we just keep drafting <laughs> the same team. We've only done two drafts. This is this is what things where I'm like I'm not concerned. It's only been two drafts, and then it's like July. And Dubner's in the chat. Like, Ship chasing has a hundred percent exposure to Kittle again. Fuck. <laughs> if if Zeke Elliott came back there at the four eleven, would there be any interest? I mean, I don't want to tout Zeke Elliott. Trust me, but th- that seems like you know he's going to be their starter, right? We have Lamb. Yeah, you, you want to make a concentrated bet on the offense, destroy the brand, fine. I'm just glad Samoka Joe's took it, so we don't have to have <laughs> this. Yeah, trust me, I was glad. 
I, I don't want to think through this too hard. And let's, I mean, Smoking Joe's needed Tyler Lockett there bad. And he, he fell <laughs> on the ground for us. And then he took, Murphy, what the hell? Murphy's under my desk, and that's why my camera keeps getting yanked. I, I was going to say, it's my been wires. eerily quiet on the tech trouble front for you. <laughs> well, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's all tangled in the wires. Get out of it. He's, he's really started to like going under my desk while I'm. What we need is a year end clip of all of Pat's uh, tech, tech issues. <laughs> Do you know what we need, Pat? You need to set up uh, like a security cam like underneath your desk and we'll pull it up on the stream and it'll be half Murphy daycare cam and half a crotch shot of you. And I think that just <laughs> yeah, sounds great. <laughs> yeah, how could that go wrong? <laughs> Uh, what's going on, Harbs? We are drafting uh, in FFPC's Never Too Early Best Ball Challenge. Uh, I believe it's 25000 Up top, uh, chat didn't like our CD Lamb pick, and, uh, you know, we're just talking it out. They also so like that we even considered Chris Godwin. Was... <laughs> no, what happened there was I listed off the names, and Gretch thought I said someone else first, and you said, I think I like who you said first. Clearly, you didn't think it was godwin and then yeah. there was mass confusion hassan started pecking the keyboard very loudly <laughs> hassan had a comment earlier that like made me laugh my ass off and then i, I forget what it was it, the christian mccaffrey drowning yes yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that was so good i actually i have not seen this photo of christian mccaffrey doing what water uh training rehab Water yeah, but he said he's doing. He, did you guys see him doing training in a pool? Are you worried he's going to drown? <laughs> That's that is, like that is a downside risk of water I'm, rehab. I'm scrolling back up to to try to find the water one, and I found his songs. Don't take CD no in all caps. And then he wrote, "Did you people see CD Lamb's Chipotle order? That man's got the shittiest taste buds I've ever seen." <laughs> oh, oh my man. god. Yeah, every, everyone's trying to figure out who uh, the six hole is, Eric. Uh, it was clearly not Eric Bimefor, although it could be Eric Bimefor's, you know, alter ego, robust RB alter ego. Some people are hypothesizing it is Mr. X, Eric X. Uh, definitely uh, an FFPC drafter right there. Look, so what are we looking at when it comes back to us? That, that team is going to be so hyper fragile for the next six months running backs never get hurt over an off season or in training <laughs> or anything um pat we will be looking at a lot of those guys you mentioned from the 2020 wide receiver class um you'll have hmm. your your judy's your iukes your claypools um nice nice yeah decent decent wide receiver patch there you got um Amon Ra, you have Mooney, you have Marquise Brown. All right. I guess it could be a spot for a quarterback as well, right? Yeah. Uh, the last of those run running quarterbacks is going to be there, maybe. Yes, the quarterback's still available. I'm seeing Dak, Kyler, Stafford, Hertz, Russ, Trey Lance, Fields. We have receivers for three, four of those guys, including Lance. I mean, yeah, Lamb, that's pretty nice. Lamb, yeah, Hurts, and Russ, and Lance. We have all those guys. Stuck. Based on 
how these quarterback runs have been going, I do think we probably want to get one quarterback at the six, seven turn. Okay. Um, and then maybe a, maybe a wide receiver, another receiver probably. Yeah. This yeah, could I be can... a spot for um, who are the tight ends at this point of drafts. There are it's... none. You just don't draft them. No, Noah Fant, Logan Thomas, Pat Fryermuth, Trey McBride, the rookie Dawson Knox, Higby, Gesicki, Ertz. Wait, where's Dalton Schultz? He is deep down the queue. I think he would be my next pick uh, over every, uh, probably not over Fant, but why, is, well, why wouldn't Schultz go in this range? Yeah, he, he's basically Logan Thomas from last year. So, yeah. Well, next time you guys identify a massive uh, gap in ADPs <laughs> relative to what it should be, maybe don't say it. <laughs> so okay. <boldly. laughs> okay. Good idea. <laughs> Uh, uh, I was again, waiting for you to say Schultz because we have Lamb, and I was like, well, yeah, I mean, we can go Dak Schultz and have both our tight ends covered. Have yeah, Schultz would be Dallas decent. Stack. Yeah, interesting. <clears throat> yeah, and I, I mean, I, 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 there's not a ton of drafts, uh, I doubt, contributing to uh, this ADP so far. So, I mean, it's the Wild West right now. We are the ADP who knocks. <laughs> John says Knox and Schultz are eight and nine on underdog. I would take Schultz over Knox pretty easily after looking at their respective seasons a little bit more in depth. Knox, not a very strong target sprout run or anything. I mean, he was good. Routes, baby. But yeah, he just ran a lot of routes. Uh, Schultz was way better than Jarwin um, in, in both efficiency and obviously just like overall production, but in efficiency. I mean, now we have two years in a row, Schultz being really good. He took, he stepped it up this year in a crowded room. And then again, talk about potentially Gallup leaving. The Cooper thing's a little more far fetched, but like probably probably Gallup goes this offseason. Like Schultz is gonna be their third weapon. Yeah. So wait, you like Schultz over Knox? Knox, yeah. yeah. I think I would probably take him over Goddard. I mean I would take Goddard, but what is it but what is I wrong with you Schultz? About, about Knox? <laughs> I've been raw talking Lance all week. Yeah, well, this wasn't a raw dog. This is a stacked up with Devo Samuel here. Oh wow, all right. Uh, okay, yeah, the quarterback, man, this this team sick. This is X. This is a Mister X draft right here. I mean, oh, two God. unstacked quarterbacks after puking green. So one guy I'll, I'll mention here. Um, well, Schultz not this a, one. I'll just wait. I'm restricted free agent. Did not know that. He is, but that's like one of those where I don't know. I mean, obviously, no one's a guarantee to get re-signed, but feels like it right that's like the most obvious resign ever like schultz yeah. wants to come back you would assume he's not going to cost a ton he's worth more to dallas than he is to anyone else they just gave john a bunch of money but actually it wasn't even that much and they can get at i mean they can get four million of it back if they were to cut him i mean schultz was a lot better than jarwin this year in terms of like the per route stuff even the yards per out run targets per out run that stuff I also, think, they drafted him, and like, is there a team in the league that's more willing to overspend for their own players than Dallas? I mean, I don't know. All right, He's we're on back. the clock. Hertz goes. That kind of stings. Um, it does sting. Man, that's a lot of QBs. So, you I know, mean, one guy I'll mention, uh, Brees Hall, seems like kind of a nice yeah, little. Let's do it. ADP. He's uh, like yeah. the he's like the RB one, right? Yeah, he's the RB one. 
do you guys want to grab Russ first? QB starts to get pretty gross. Uh, yeah, we can grab Russ. Is this guy going to grab Russ, you think? Uh, I a... was just looking at that. I mean, he he is our structural twin, but he doesn't have any obvious stacking QBs right now. But, I mean, after Russ, you got Fields, Watson, Rogers, Cousins, Lawrence. I think, I think Russ is worth taking there. Let's let's grab Russ, and I think we like our options still at other spots, right? right? It, it would that. it would hurt to lose that stack, I think. Um, just so to weigh the decision, <laughs> I <laughs> wait. Is Doug, is Doug the he will because he is me? <laughs> <laughs> Doug is in the room. Doug is in the house. Um, so how do you stack up Reese Hall? Nuts. His, his response <laughs> to us taking Russ was. Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I actually I think people are I don't know I think people are way overreacting on on Russ, but yeah, that's I it. agree. Russ is still good. Um, what are your thoughts on Brees Hall versus those other wide receivers? So you have Ayuk, you have Judy, you have Claypool. Um, yeah, I'm fine going receiver too for sure. I, I know uh, nothing about Brees Hall, so I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm Brees Hall's to... like he's like David Montgomery or something. He's not like an amazing prospect that you have to get. He's, but he at the same time, I mean, you know, in the at the seven hundred two in best ball, that, that, that that's a pretty nice pick. Um, he's he's kind of profiles as a workhorse. He'll probably be like a second or third round pick. Yeah. Let's so receivers are more fun later than this. Grab lock up Brees here. Yeah, I think so. I All like right. that. Oh, what what about this Isaiah? Sp I mean, take Brees, but Pat, what do you think about the Isaiah Spiller guy? Someone asked Brees or Spiller. Uh, Brees popped more in the numbers for me. Um, still very <clears> early on with the running back. Starting at the the uh, receiver class is starting to take shape in my mind a little bit better. Uh, than the running back class right now, but Spiller's fine. Um, I here's what I wrote. I wrote Matt Forteish, but worried that he's not fast. He is young. That's that's what I got for you. He's Matt Forte, but not fast. He he kind of like looks like Matt Forteish. He he's like elusive, but I'm worried that he might not actually be that fast. If he's not fast, then you know obviously that'll hurt his draft stock as well as make you but worry he's about to be. He's like 230, right? Yeah, let me pull up his stats here. I mean, it got Najee Harris that first round pick. You don't have to be fast if you're big. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm kidding. Najee Harris was a terrible first round pick. Get it. Um let's see. Louis is in the nine hole, says he almost went Brees at five nine over ETN. That's an interesting uh point Ooh. there. And Hassan is looking at 101 and says technically at zero RB when it comes out, CMC suffered decompression sickness and has to miss the season. <laughs> Spiller's 215. Um, and yeah, he, he's very elusive. That's kind of his, his signature skill set. <clears throat> There's 12 quarterbacks off the board right now. <laughs> yeah. I've noticed this on underdog now too. I mean, the quarterbacks are are flying off the, the shelves more than I mean, they did later in the summer last year. Well, by the end of the six, every team except two had a QB and one had 
two by the end of the sixth round. I mean, that's and then one of those teams that didn't have one took one at seven oh four. I mean, you have that's a a lot of quarterbacks. I do like team number five. Chase, Javante Williams, Keenan, McLaurin, Herbert Stack with Keenan, uh, Amon Ra, and Judy. It's a nice team. There's a nice team. Oh, my God. X took another running back. T- team X. I mean, this, this is incredible. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> I, I do sometimes take for granted, you know, kind of saying the scoring settings and the roster settings. Did, should I have done that at the top of the show? <laughs> no, don't ever do it again. <laughs> I'm so glad there are still people like this that exist. It's just, it's good for the ecosystem, as they say. We got to zip when people are zagging, you know what I mean? There, you, there are five teams in this draft, six teams in this draft that have one running back. We have two. We just took our second. There's team one, team five, team eight, and teams 10, 11, and 12 all only have one back. I mean, it's tough to draft in those types of rooms when people are doing that. And Who did it? Who did this to our beautiful drafts? <laughs> is it you, Gretch? Well, team team uh, six is helping us. <laughs> Making our team life six, a lot better. Team six is the only guy helping, uh, you know, provide some some uh, running back liquidity <laughs> in this room. <laughs> By the way, you want to talk about targets per out run? Oh, I missed Tony. There's seven teams. Kadarius Tony has a really nice target for out run. Yeah. Yeah. Like really nice. He had I mean, low, low sample size, uh, small sample size, um, but massive coaching upgrade. I, I think I'm kind of in on Kadarius Tony at, at a seventh round price. Yeah. That's, I don't know if there's a player I could think of who has a, a wider range of outcomes. Like if Kadarius Tony was a first round pick in 2023, in drafts like that wouldn't shock me and if he was out of the league it wouldn't shock me yeah but i mean isn't that what you want in the seventh round yeah no i i, I, yeah, mean, I like my I like, seventh round picks to have the potential <laughs> to be out of the league <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> we drafted mccall hartman you know what i mean i don't know, <laughs> I don't yes. know that type of that type how of far power. how far we've come from pat losing his mind on the Kadarius tony uh draft stream i mean it was still a bad pick <laughs> It was still a bad pick. And the funny thing is, too, like I actually have a decent amount in Dynasty because draft position matters a lot. Yeah. Uh, so it's more like I can't believe what the Giants did, and now I'm going to have to draft this guy. Uh, I wasn't in on him in redraft, though. But, yeah, I, I thought he was impressive. Um, and he kind of looked pretty good, too. Uh, also, he seems like kind of a wild card in terms of his personality, which – kind of like in the sense that I wanted a reason to like, why wasn't this guy like crushing it in college? And like, maybe that's why, you know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe uh, the reason that he also almost bombed training camp completely, um, you know, sometimes that ends up, these guys kind of get it together as, a, as pros and then they have great careers. There you go. Uh, someone was asking when will Gabriel Davis go? Uh, there is your answer uh, beginning of round eight. They're uh, not a bad looking team either here. Definitely skewing heavier towards the uh, the vets, but we have Justin Jefferson, Mark Andrews, Josh Allen, Aaron Jones, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Adam Thielen, Gabe Davis. Yeah, I just don't like the Cooks, Woods, Thielen picks back to back to back, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. otherwise it's a great team. Oh, I take back everything nice I said about team five. I forgot that was a uh, G's team. Uh, I take it back. Oh, yeah. It's a shit team. Get out of here. 
McLaren in the fourth is pretty nice. I mean, he hasn't changed. He's still Terry McLaren, and there should be a quarterback upgrade there. I mean, there almost has to be. Yeah. Alan also, Robinson. I think that I think that's a well coached team. I think that's <clears throat> I think Scott Turner's a really good OC. Do it, X. Do it for the bid equity. He needs a tight end. He's, he's not taking a tight end. I don't yet. think he's concerned about needs. <laughs> I'm just saying, not to, don't take a wide receiver. Whatever you do. <laughs> do it for the bit. Tight end would be pretty great. Reaching for the, the goat kicker would be pretty nice, too. I do love Probably. that his name's Eric. That just makes it even better. <laughs> 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 oh my god. He's scrolling. He's like, there's no more running backs left. Now I can dig deeper. Miles Sanders, come on one time. This is Bindforce Hedge Book right here. <laughs> the hedge book. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, AJ Dillon. I mean, talk about on brand. Like that's a, that's a running back's running back. Yes. I love this. Oh my goodness. (laughs) All right. Let's go. Oh, so good. I mean, I've definitely spent more on bits than $125, but I mean, (laughs) this is a good one. That's a good bit. (laughs) Brandon is uh, trying to out team 10 as Leone, you know, the smart structural strategy, but you know, with a taste a for the geriatrics. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and, and a bill thrown in. I mean, very, very easily could be Leone. <laughs> Sean, don't, yeah, he was just scooping the value. You know, it's like if AJ Dillon sit there for you as you're, you know, running back six through eight, you got to do it. Got to nab him. <laughs> Traylon Burks finally goes late eight. We took him early seven last time. Who are the, the rookies we should be looking at here, Pat? Well, now that I know like... we got uh, we got someone in the room here at the one slot, I'm a little bit hesitant. Yeah. But but Traylon Burks, I think, is very clearly one of two guys um, that lead this class. It's going to come down a little bit to draft position, uh, but I think him and Drake London are kind of the the clear one two in the class. I don't really see any red flags with either guy. I think Burks is a little bit more solid in terms of just, he has a 36 career yardage share. Uh, which is absurd off the charts. Um, but Drake London has 29%, which is also very good. Uh, both guys, well, Burks is more efficient in yards per route run. Um, oh, London went. All right, we're London on the goes. clock. Okay. Uh, Burks, London go back to back. Um, you wouldn't re- take Wilson or Alave? I think it's a little early for anyone. I think it's a okay. fairly deep class, but those guys are the cream of the crop. And then after that, you probably want to like get exposure to a number of guys rather than reach for anyone else. All right. So what else do we have at receiver? Yeah, receivers gross right now. Uh Julio Sutton. What about Boyd, Bateman? Gallup. Um where is yeah, Bateman's down here. Um Bateman, I've I've taken him in this range. Rough, rough rookie year. Wasn't ideal, but I mean I, I have him in the range where you where you you go back in, given the yeah. I still think Boyd is like a really fine pick. I mean, year. I would I would say we take Boyd first because there's a huge gap sure. in just where they are in the queues and stuff. Uh, although it doesn't really matter if Dorito wants him. I'm good with Boyd. All right, do Boyd. Um, Josh also bringing up uh, if we want to entertain. Oh yeah, the Schultz thing. 
Um, we didn't get Dak, but it's still. I mean, we're, we're on Lamb. We're kind of. You guys yeah, like Schultz would be good. You guys like Schultz over Noah Fant? I think I have him really close. What about Fant's, what if I told I you Rodgers to Denver? Yeah, so that's the thing. Fant's got his issues, but Fant. the quarterback situation. I mean, there's just uncertainty right now. It could be really good for him. <clears throat> he wasn't bad this year. He wasn't great. Okuibunam, whatever his name is. Which, by the way, after we did that whole thing, every time Oikunam. I heard him on the broadcast, I think it's Okuibunam or it's it's Okuibunam. It's a Okuibunam. Yeah. I've done my you research. Gotta say, you gotta Albert Okuibunam. 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 All right, we're on the clock. Uh, do we want to uh, do Bateman? I would do Bateman, Fant, or Schultz. I guess. Uh, what don't do we, don't uh, don't do the thing where you're ambivalent. I select a guy, and then you're like, "If it was my," I think own we team. should probably. I think we should probably <laughs> go Schultz. Yeah, we already I have the Dallas. Schultz. Then like we're that. done at tight end. Yeah, I like being done at tight end here. He's still, yeah, he's a good. And, pick and right? I'm gonna I'm gonna talk you guys into Bateman a, a thousand more times this offseason. So yeah, we'll get right. we'll get our get Bateman exposure. Bateman is not a guy we're gonna have trouble getting exposure to. <laughs> I'm I I mean I'm. Definitely concerned about Baltimore's routes, like or pass yeah. dropbacks overall. Um, I mean, it's you know it's a little bit played out, obviously, but like even like looking at Andrews when I was doing the 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 looking at the the yards per out run, targets per out run, all this stuff. Like we knew he had all this in him. We knew he had the targets per out run ability, the yards per target ability. It's just that he never run more than three hundred and fifty routes in a season. His route share went up this year too. He was over 600 routes. He almost like doubled his previous career high in total routes run. That's why right. Mark Andrews was good this year. The question is, do they even drop back 600 times next year? I mean, they didn't even drop back 500 times either of the prior couple of seasons. Obviously, there's a 17th game to factor in there, but um, they added a ton of dropbacks this year. Yeah. Yeah. And you know you would you would imagine they regress down, partly because they're going to get the running backs back, and partly because their secondary was so abysmal that teams were just. I mean, at the end of the season, they, everyone was thrown on all over them. Um, they're a good team; they're going to play to win, so they were passing more than they wanted to. Moment of truth, guys. How deep does this pick oh go? Oh my god! I hope he takes Bateman. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take Bateman. That wouldn't be fun at all. Fant would be good. Take Fant or running back. It would be funny if it was like a... a what running, running back would it be? Pretty good. Chris, Chris Carson back. at the top of the queue. James Conner, Melvin Gordon. James Conner James Connor would be incredibly... Oh, incredible. God. Get, get the touchdown. If, if it's do. James Conner, he's watching and having a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> James Conner. He's, he's making true. a meal of this. Two. Oh, this is good. I'm a little ahead of you guys on the board. No, no, no fan. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. I, I thought he took Benny. No, but I mean, this is a this is an ideological draft here. <laughs> yes. Now, what oh. do you guys think about the running backs that have gone in this round? This feel like pretty I like these values, picks actually. Yeah. Yeah. I like all three Except of these Singletary. guys. I mean, that guy picking at five. I mean, that's. I don't know if we like that pick, but but yeah, the other ones. Now, yeah, hate, I hate the player, not the game. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> there. I mean, Josh is over here 
raw what do we call it roster baiting what do you guys call it raw dogging no uh, <laughs> roster Sal- baiting yeah. yeah yeah salivating over uh you know someone else's roster here i mean jeez hey Rob, well, you're supposed to roster bait your own roster. I don't know right. what it is when you when it's someone when it's someone else's roster. <laughs> yeah. It might be a different thing. <laughs> and there's a partner involved. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see the QB strategies with 20 rounds. I mean, Russell Wilson kind of puts us in that tweener status depending on when we get our second qb like if we end up going two qbs or three qbs here have you guys have any preference on that ideally i think wilson's a, a one qb or we took him in the sixth round i mean a, a two two, two QB. total yeah because we took him in a six like if you if we felt like we needed three we shouldn't have taken him or we should have waited yeah yeah, and we don't have, you know, there's not really any other stack potential, uh, at least on our roster as of now. Quarterback's still available. Watson, Trevor Lawrence, Tom Brady, Derek Carr, Tannehill, Tua, um, Mac Jones, I'm going to wind up not like high on, but somewhat interested in like backdoor Jaguar stacks, I think. I mean – there's a real advantage to team building with having a rookie QB, a rookie QB contract, right? That's just like such a trump card. This time last year, the Bengals were f- coming off a four eleven and one season. They had a lot of talent, but you get a top pick, you get so much cap space and roster flexibility. Um, I mean, I think the the Bears too a little bit to a lesser degree, but if those new coaching staffs can. I mean, all you really have to do when you have a rookie QB is get them up to like league average play. And I mean, that might be too big of an ask for, for some of these guys, but you're going to be able to build around them. I mean, like, look at, there's so many teams that this has happened for uh, Josh Allen. When the bills blew up is a great example. Mahomes when he won his first MVP was, or maybe his only was like a fifth, fifth QB 15, I think in fantasy, like we were all still a little bit low on their offense. Lamar was late and low and their whole team was good. And he won MVP. And the point is like the biggest uh, profits from a team perspective, breakout teams are often these rookie QB teams that they build around. They, they're able to add a lot of talent. They're able to add a lot of reinforcements in the off season. I don't think the Jags are nearly as good, but, and like Trent Bal- Balky's an idiot, but like they're really Doug cheap. Peterson isn't exactly uh, inspiring a ton of confidence. No. But they're really if it, cheap. Dude, if it was Leftwich, I would have I'd be fully on board with this take. But it is hard for me to imagine the Doug Peterson led. Yeah. Jaguars just ripping through the league. That's doesn't that seem hard to imagine? Yes. I don't think they're gonna rip through the league at all, but they could be good. I mean, they're they're gonna be drafted like they're a terrible team all offseason. Which yeah, I are. mean, I do agree with Ben's <laughs> point. I mean, things change so People were so down on the Bengals uh, after after last. We were. I mean, we were drafting the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals were a very hyped and popular, and we were completely in on them stack. You know. Well, I should say there's a difference. I think between being hyped on like garbage time fantasy potential than like thinking they were you know Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But I guess I mean, I guess like 
and maybe we'll maybe we'll talk ourselves into them, but it was easier to see the case for the Bengals because they had this really high pass rate over expected. Burrow looked good before he was hurt. T. Higgins looked good. Um, obviously, once they got Chase, it's just like really easy to yeah. see the fun Bengals version. Even the the Bills thing, Josh Allen was going high that year. I I agree with you. I, I guess I mean more from a team success standpoint and then how that can trickle down because the, the Bengals were like 80 to one to go to the Super Bowl. I think it was or 75 to one or whatever. Uh, the bills came up quick, right? The chiefs came up quicker than we expected. Uh, there's a lot of people that were really, really high on them too. They were exciting that off season. Uh, the Jaguars maybe aren't that team. My point is just that we bucket it, right? We're like, this team's bad, but like, how sure yeah. are we that Trevor Lawrence is terrible? Well, can I, that- can I test your theory? Yeah. What about the Jets? I know, I know. God damn. <laughs> I actually thought about that when I was, when I was writing about the Jaguars today. I was like, you can apply this to other teams, the bears. I don't know if I want to apply it to the Jets. You can apply it to the uh, the Bears is a very fun and easy to apply to. In fact, I, I would say that's probably the number one team for me, um, unless you want to count the Niners. But uh, but yeah, I think it's easier for me to see the Bears. But the Jets, I mean, Corey Davis can play, Elijah Moore can play, Mark Michael Carter can play, Zach Wilson probably can't play. But what if he can play? Like that that's the one that's a little easy. He's in a better system, I think, to like play to a subpar quarterback strengths as we just saw Jimmy Garoppolo go to the NFC championship game. So, you know, I, I don't know that I, I was pretty disappointed with like the jets overall in terms like, I thought maybe that Shanahan system would help Wilson as a rookie. It did not. Wilson might just be terrible, but I think Lawrence, I think Lawrence might just be bad too. They have uh, like a he, big part of this is that they did have... it. No, no <laughs> wide receivers through 10. Oh my God. He went to tight end. Too good. That's impressive. That's Too impressive. Good. The um the Jags have the second. If you go over to overcap, overthecap.com, you can just click on salary cap space. Part of the, part of this take is the the Omni Fantasy stuff we talked about last week. We'll be talking a little bit more about next week, I think, too. But um I'm I'm doing my big draft and I'm looking for like late round NFL picks. And this is something I've always targeted in those in terms of like team success. And it does trickle down to fantasy success, but a big part Wait, of it is like we're, we're looking. Oh. Yeah. So we are up um, running backs. One running back I've been taking in this range uh, is Ramondre Stevenson. He's available. Yeah. Uh, Gus Edwards, I think, also looks decent. Wide receivers, Julio Gallup, Marvin Jones, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, Van Jefferson, Corey Davis, Russell Gage, Michael Hardman, Olave, Galladay, Landry, who we talked about, Nico Collins. Um, I think we're good at tight end. I think Julio and Landry are kind of the two, like, meat and potatoes, just solid picks here. Um, and I also think Ramondre Stevenson would be nice. What do you, uh, what do you think? I'm good. Uh, Regardless, I, I think a little. Should we grab Ramondre for the need to, to make sure we get? Let's grab. Let's grab Ramondre. Um. Okay. Greg Warshaw. Uh, is stepping up here. He's he donated five dollars to the stream and says he's doubling this every round. Eric doesn't take a wide receiver. <laughs> come on, come on, Eric. Eric, Eric's <laughs> my DMs, whoever you are. Let's broker a deal. Exponential <laughs> growth here, Eric. Don't ruin it. Uh, I know, I know Greg is feeling flush because he had uh, a very nice takedown, uh, a Pro Bowl, a Pro Bowl DFS takedown, if I recall correctly. I think he won the 222 on DraftKings. Oh, yeah. So uh shout out to Greg and uh thank you for this this additional sweat. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we were just talking about how Landry is mispriced. Um, yep. I think I prefer Landry to Julio. Is I'm good crazy? with I'm good with that. No, I don't think so. All right. Let's yeah, see. I prefer I prefer Landry too, I think. I like it. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to just see here. I mean, wide receivers getting real gross. Uh prayers up for Eric. Um yeah. All right, let's do Landry. Yeah, Willis mentioning Alave. I, I I've heard you guys mention his name. I don't I don't know anything about him. I think he's uh totally fine in this range. I think when when it comes back, Landry to me just feels like like truly mispriced and Julio Julio feels yeah. a little bit like a value here too. I think I would have liked going a rookie here too. Like him or Yeah. Who's the other there are other Ohio State So the guys Wilson, so are any of the rookies Wilson? gone? Oh Garrett Wilson went. Um, oh he did? Yeah, we should take him yeah. off. Love is gonna so, go. Rookies that are left, um, we're getting into alphabetical territory for rookies, but Olave, Jamison Williams, David Bell, Jahan Dotson, Devon Williams, Dontario Drummond. Yeah, so I have, uh, I really wish Jamison Williams hadn't uh, torn his ACL because he, he would be in the mix here. Um, Olave, David Bell, Jahan Dotson. Um, that's probably the guys. And then I more, I more is a on it. Like honestly, a guy way to bury the into. lead, dude. He, he's like a really, if he, I mean, it all depends on draft position. He could get, you know, a fourth or fifth round draft slot. I mean, kind of ruin it, but if, if any scouts are watching that highlight tape we saw last year, they're going to see, <laughs> it's going to be a sixth round pick. A dude, <laughs> <laughs> a dude that does things that, are that impressive really <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i think I, I i tell you what i'm i'm still gonna be into him if he's a fourth round pick and probably if he's i mean i don't know maybe i'll talk myself into some cheap dart there's if he's a fifth round pick but i if he's like a second or third round pick i think we're talking about him as like a, a late first round uh rookie pick type of type of guy he's a 11.4 a dot he was not a, an underneath guy exclusively. Very efficient in yards per route run. 2.92 yards per route run over his career. Come on. That's awesome. Uh, Eric did it again. Greg. Oh, my bust God. out those Pro Bowl bucks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> There's no even comment. He's just like, what? What did I get into? <laughs> Oh Holy my goodness. Shit. Oh my god. I mean I, What's... I, I did not think this would go on this long when we started talking about what when did we start talking about after Stafford? I mean Hunt was already clearly something we were talking about. Then Dylan. Now we've gone three tight ends. Uh what is the saying? Eric can remain irrational longer than Greg can remain solvent. I mean, <laughs> is this not what we're worried about? <laughs> oh my goodness. So I want to um, share something real quick, if anyone actually cared about that point. But yeah, this is the cap space page from um, Over the Cap. And I just want to make this point that, I mean, like you got guys that teams that are way over, right? And there's some maneuvering that can happen and all that. But I mean, look, like rookie QB, rookie QB, rookie QB, rookie QB, rookie QB. Like that's 
the Bengals are in the Super Bowl and have a ton of cap spaces here, a lot of maneuverability. Um, I don't know how I feel about the Dolphins, but like that's part of it for sure. The Bears actually somehow don't have a lot because they're the Bears. But I mean, they have a lot, but not a ton. Like this is a lot of cap space for some of these teams up here. That I mean, you, you can do a lot with. You can make your roster look a lot better with two or three key, you know, good defensive players. You can remake your offensive line. There's a lot of things you can do over an offseason, and you have a top draft pick. You're bringing a potential rookie producer right away. So um, anyway, that was sort of uh, my no, 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 no. Pull it back up. There was something oh. I wanted Pat to see. I always close so quick. All right. Um, bottom left. How dogs cry for help. Three warning signs. <laughs> Dog is. What does it say? How did you it's get the same help. ad? Like, what are the chances? <laughs> <laughs> that's Murphy. Murphy paid for this ad. He Murphy it. did. He literally did. That's like literally. That's like Murphy's exact hair, but just a different color. So he just used Photoshop to make to make me not realize it was him. There you go. That's amazing. Um. Uh, Josh Josh pointed out that Rotoviz comps Sky Moore to Diggs and Antonio Brown. So, uh, oh my God. So, Rotoviz is in. I would also mention that if you want to talk about Diggs and Antonio Brown, you should also talk about Rashard Higgins, Equinemius St. Brown, Isaiah Hodgins. Mm-hmm. If you want to go further back, yeah, Desmond those all Briscoe. sound like dudes that I was way in on. So, great. yeah, you just made me more in on Sky Moore. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Seth Williams. Like there, there's a. Uh, this is a very, very fun type of profile, but the reason we chase it is because of Brown and Diggs. Most of the time, it doesn't hit. But man, I actually yeah, think he might not be Isaiah in that. Hodgins that quick. Come on, it's only been like three years. I know. I'm still. In on it, let's be honest. When they when the Bills promoted him that one week, uh, yeah, when I was, uh, so excited. I was like, "Let's go." Here, here's why. Here's why I'm in on Sky Moore because there's no way we can go 0 for three on our pet wide receiver bombing uh, in their rookie year. Visca Rodell. I mean, Sky Moore has to hit, baby. Let's go. Speaking of Rondell, yeah, he went in the tenth. Went. Yeah. Yeah, he went. To the four team. Wow. Tenth round. Olave went too, huh? Yeah. What what other rookies are kind of near the top of the queue? Let's see here. As far as wide receivers or any rookies? Uh wide receivers, I guess. Uh so Jameson Williams still is here. Kenny Pickett, uh David Bell, Malik Willis. Um, Kyron Williams. Okay. Dotson, is he there? I believe Dotson went. Did I miss that? Or is he still here? I uh, know Dot- Dotson's still here. David Bell would be pretty nice. What's his, uh, TLDR? He, um, Actually, is a Purdue guy, so uh, played with Rondale. Uh, three-year player, broke out. He's 6'2", 210, 31% career yardage share. Um, solidly efficient, nothing crazy. All right, the moment of truth. I mean, uh, Greg... There, there aren't any defense. Okay, he did it. You're, you're off the hook. Nico Collins, wide receiver one. 
Congratulations, wow. Eric. I should the also mention is ended. Uh, it is it is not a bit. Um, this owner on FFPC has the experienced player badge. So this isn't one of our friends uh trolling us. I'm uh beautiful looking at receivers right now, and I just got to Jacoby Myers and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna easily be able to sell Pat on that. And then he went three picks ago when I flipped back to the other <laughs> screen. <laughs> <laughs> Nico Collins. I mean, that that draft was eerily similar to the the Mr. X draft and where I believe his wide receiver one was Robbie Anderson, or maybe it wasn't quite his wide receiver one, but Robbie Anderson hit that year in a big way. Yeah. He nailed it. He nailed that one. Um, We're almost in William Fuller territory. Ooh, we are. I'm into that. I'm into that. Yeah, no one's been – yeah, his ADP is way down. Um, all right, I put Fuller in the queue. Um, we have, you know, wide receivers. We got Gretsch's guy, Van Jeff, Russell Gage, Michael Hardman, Joshua Palmer, Jamison Williams, Visca, KJ Osborne. Um, running backs, Carson, Darrell Henderson, Gaskin, McKinnon, Chuba, Jamal Williams, Trey Sermon, McKissick. Um QB, Brady, Tua, Taysom, Mac Jones, Jameis, Zach Wilson, Matt Ryan, tight end. I think we're good. What, what do you guys think? Is McKinnon to Galaxy Brain? I mean, I know he's a free agent, but um, well, it, wait, are we? Do we take Fuller here? I kind of like Fuller. I kind of like receiver, yeah. Let's just take Fuller receiver even, and take that rookie you're talking about, David Bell or whatever his name is, and just get to sell. Yeah, let's take Fuller, and, and if Bell's there, we'll take him. Um, all right, Dubner, update us on our Will Fuller exposure. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he's William Fuller here, too? Did he change his William name? William Fuller. Yeah. Was, I mean, we... It was underdog last time. It was, So, clearly, some stats database <laughs> uh, has has made the change uh, for him. Who even knows? Like, do, do you have to go down to the courthouse? You have to go down to the Elias Sports Bureau and be like, hey, guys, uh, I want to be known as William fuller going forward yeah, i mean like, little do these guys know this is a different player this is not will fuller that you're used to us taking this is william <laughs> a, uh, we can't even agree on an abbreviation for the team the los angeles rams <laughs> let alone and the jacksonville jaguars that, and that a number one is of, annoying it's, it's obviously so annoying. lar like there's an lac you I can't just LA. have an la and then it's not clear well, who, there's another fucking la team <laughs> I use LA. They got there first. <laughs> My goodness. Um, I I like the I like the McKinnon thing, right? I mean, why can't I mean? I, I still feel like the Leonard Fournette comps are are pretty nice, minus the fact that he's a little bit older. But um, it seems like we were headed that way, like Wait, him having what? a big Super Bowl. He took over the he took over the backfield. Oh, that yeah. Leonard Fournette comp. I was he's like, he's a free not agent. Similar players. No, no, no. Just like <laughs> him, people not buying his postseason production, but then it uh, actually carrying over one more season. Sure, let's do it. Um, any of these other running backs, Henderson, Gaskin. I mean, I honestly don't mind Gaskin at this price either. Um, he was bad this year. And they were trying to replace him last year. I, I just I don't feel like he is going to be in a position to get a lot of work. Yeah, the Chiefs are pretty tight against the cap, aren't they? So they're not like going to be 
bring and they and they already have CEH under they can't they're like they have to is McKinnon under contract no he's not but what why would McKinnon go anywhere else yeah I yeah. agree with that. All right, let's let's take a let's take a flyer on McKinnon here. This is a very Yeah, I like one. that play. I mean, I I didn't even know the comp you were making because I already forgot the fact that he was so heavily used in there, you know, a couple playoff games. But uh he looked good. Their offense looked, looked good. better with him in there. Good. <clears throat> Yeah. I like it. It would be it would be so difficult to be a watch the tape bro when it comes to running backs, you know? Cuz <laughs> it's just like you you watch these guys for years you're like, "Yeah, I don't know, there's not much left here with McKinnon." But then you just watch him, you know, play the Chiefs offense, you're like, "Holy cow, this guy looks incredible." And it's like, "Wait, what 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 changed uh here?" His hips got uh more jazz in them. There you go. He's it's an improvisational nature to his hip fluidity. Yes. Also, they just throw into him with some. I mean, what he had route rates of like 70%, 72%, 75% in those games. He was their number three wide receiver, basically. Like yeah. he was running more routes than Hardman, more routes than Pringle. I mean that was sexy. I mean, that was, was like again, was. that was like that what everyone talks about with Andy Reid offenses. That's why people were so high on CEH was exactly what we saw from McKinnon. And it's like probably means CEH sucks because McKinnon's making it look really easy to just be the space back and go get 10 yards on like a you know a little flare. Yeah, by the way, CEH did not have a good yards per hour in college. He was a high volume receiving back, but not one that was all that efficient. And he was with uh, Joe Burrow, Joe Brady, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. Like, I don't know. There's probably 50 college backs that could have done what CH did. Yeah. I mean, part of that's retrospect. Part of that, we just don't like, we don't know, like, you know, where the talent is, but I, it's, it's generally safe. But we we want to adjust a little for retrospect. I mean, like, I, I was talking to Sean and talking about I thought it was so bad that the the Panthers fired Joe Brady and his comment was like, well, we probably know now that he wasn't really the reason LSU was so good. And I was like, oh, that's maybe a fair point. You know, like now we know yeah. that Burrow's really good and Jamar Chase is really good and Justin Jefferson is really good. Like they just had three incredible players. I mean, I, I he wasn't like saying that too extreme. Don't quote me on that. But um I think it's fair to, to use that retrospect analysis is the point I'm trying to make that you're saying for CEH as well. Like, yeah, he was not the guy that defenses were worried about. We know that they had Jamar chase and Justin Jefferson on the same freaking college team. Those are the two best receivers in the NFL right now. <laughs> Isn't two that crazy? Their career, one year into their career. Uh, I got uh, an important announcement here. Uh Oh, Mr. X took our guy. This should all, I know receiver too. They wanted us to. It's it's sad when the robust RB guy has more conviction in our guy than we do, but that's where we're at right now. I mean, I guess you can go that heavy anti receiver when you know you can get Visca as your wide receiver too, right? That's the thesis of the play. Can't really, can't really. I'm still I'm still gonna be drafting Visca, and I think I think we all are. Yeah, unfortunately, because it's just emotionally, I don't know if I can take it, but I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do. Oh, I'm gonna do it. We drafted Miko Harbin last year. We're drafting Visca. 
Oh, yeah, he's a better pick than that. I mean, he actually had like solid targets per out run and all that stuff, like Visca did. I'm you're getting a, a much bigger discount on Visca, yeah, than as you did well. on yeah. Mikol as well, yeah, because sure. Mikol went from like a seventh to like a ninth, tenth pick, and Visca is going to go from like a late sixth to what 12th or 13th. <laughs> yeah, the chat is going to hate us all summer when we do this again. <laughs> Watch us. We're going to we're going to do it. Get ready to roll the clip, boys. I'll be the rational one again. I'll be underweight by about July and then I'll post a screenshot of my exposures and again. then you guys will all call me fraud. fraud. Yes, it is fraud. <laughs> You're a fraud. You were, you were right last year. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, you were right to be a fraud. <laughs> Getting bullied by Davis for not having enough visca. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, and now Ronald Jones goes, God, this is a bad, bad stream for the brand. Wow. Yeah, wow. Rojo, if we, I like the McKinnon pick, but I think I'd take Rojo over him. We could have kept our 100% exposure up. Yeah, with the free agency thing. Although, I, I, I don't know. I mean, McKinnon, like, he's already in the spot we're hoping Rojo finds. So it's sort of like. That's what are fair. the odds that McKinnon resigns versus Rojo lands in like Atlanta or whatever? But also like Rojo's young and he's gonna play wherever he goes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel the same way about McKinnon necessarily. Um right. McKinnon could just bottom out into nothing. Right. We should probably uh think about our second quarterback here. I mean, if we made this bet on Landry, do you do we want to double down uh with Baker Mayfield? Um other Let's, QBs. Is he going to be the Oh, did Bell go? Bell went. Damn. Yeah, QBs getting thin. Uh, Brady, Taysom Hill, Winston, Kenny Pickett, Carson Wentz, Goff, Mayfield, Davis Mills, Malik Willis, Sam Howell. Then it, then it, then it starts to get real gross. And I do think Mayfield's we have to fine. watch out for the one hole grabbing a third QB with the, those as his two. I mean, but isn't it? Isn't it Sky more time? Yeah, sure, but I don't. I don't think. I don't think the one hole is going to take Sky more. Yeah, we can take a QB. Let's take a QB. Do you guys have any other preference over who, Mayfield? Who are the other ones? I mean, the only guys I think you could entertain would be what Goff and Davis Mills. Yeah, then take Mayfield. <laughs> That's. Uh, I think it has to be Mayfield. Yeah. Yeah, we already have Landry. Let's just do it. 23 QBs off the board already. I think God damn it. I'm gonna have we're gonna have to get a Sky Moore video made. <laughs> I I'd like if he had better highlights. Daniel <laughs> Jones is off the board. Good lord. That's actually probably gonna be a what, pick what rookie David. running backs are left. I can tell you running back rookies only Tyler Algier. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr., Kennedy Brooks, Master Kyron Williams. Yes, Rashad White's available. Did we like for some where does he tend his... to go? I like him. He's a he's a he's going guy. higher. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about him. He's going higher in uh, underdog. I'm looking at the ADP here. He's the next guy after. I mean, Kyron Williams and Jameson Williams and David Bell. Then then Rashad White's the next rookie on their list. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and take White. Then we could use another running back. Okay. 
Kyron Williams, like we gotta get a little bit more hyped about. Where did he go? He I think went, he might be pretty damn good. He went what the round before us to team four. Oh yeah, there he is. Yeah, I, I kind of he might have been a better pick than McKinnon. <clears throat> yeah. Um, all right, so Rashad White. Let's do it. All right. Uh, also, before I forget, uh, want to wish a happy birthday to uh, our guy, Connor, a.k.a. Dricko, out. Uh, today is his birthday. So uh, shout out to him. You guys know him as the man who took down FFPC's uh, big best ball contest last year for 100000 So happy B-Day to Dricko. Happy birthday. It's... Uh... Colm Kelly's birthday too. I guess it's everyone. Oh yeah. There. Oh wow. I think that's how it kind of works in Ireland, where they yeah, just kind they of just time like, their pregnancy. Does everybody just get born on the same day? Like. <laughs> yeah. So what would this be, right? What's nine months ago? Uh oh. Uh, here we're gonna figure out. <laughs> it's yeah, the Irish summer. New Year. <laughs> it's the summer. Yeah. It's the, it's all the, the one of the only sunny weeks in the whole goddamn island. <laughs> <laughs> it's where <laughs> they all. They all emerge from their straw huts and just make love in the fields. <laughs> stone, stone, stone. My bad. I was trying to do my best, Hassan. You know, and uh, <laughs> wage war against another country. It's uh, I am Irish by heritage. I can tell sometimes. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> but it's provocative. <laughs> Gets the people going. <laughs> When's your birthday, Pat? It's got to be coming April, up. April 23rd. Your parents stayed in that straw. <laughs> it's got to be coming up because <laughs> yeah. I'm Irish? Yes. <laughs> well, they didn't. I wasn't conceived in Ireland, as it turns out. So, well, that's what they tell you. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be too obvious if you all had the same birthday. So there has to be some deception there. <laughs> yeah. What? You share a birthday with me, Andrew? You trying to steal all of my birthday clout? Uh, Casey needs to scroll up. Yeah, sorry. Uh, and while I have the board here, I will uh, do a quick recap of our team for the audio listeners. Uh, we have our quarterbacks are Russ Wilson and Baker Mayfield. Our running backs are Jarek McKinnon, Jonathan Taylor, Ramondre Stevenson, Brees Hall, and Rashad White. Our wide receivers are Devonta Smith, CeeDee Lamb, Tyler Lockett, William, put some respect on his name, Fuller, Tyler Boyd, and Jarvis Landry. Our tight ends are George Kittle and Dalton Schultz. It's a nice squad. I feel good about it. Yeah. We, uh, our, our first draft last year was, uh, was one of our better teams and, uh, looking forward to repeating here. Yeah, this is a good team. I'm a little concerned about the running backs, which is, you know, not uh, not hard it's to an anchor running back build. I mean, we'd take one more, right? Maybe we do two more with. Uh, I guess we got two rounds. rookies. I'm actually, I forgot about White. I kind of like the two rookie thing. I think I, we're I, fine shape. Yeah. Oh, what? Sky Moore went? Team four. Yeah. Wow. Wow. 
heartbroken. No highlight reel for you, partly because there's no high re- highlight reel at all. I mean, you, you expected him to last to the 16th round, Sky Moore? <laughs> I mean... It was now or never time. <laughs> a guy got mad on Twitter, and he said, because I said, Sky... Someone asked who was on the thumbnail. I said, generational prospect, Sky Moore. Guy was really upset. He said, what? Is this a parody account? Um, and I told him to watch the tape, and uh, I think our, <laughs> our conversation kind of ended there. <laughs> um. Is Jahan Dotson available? I believe so. Yep, he is available. Our guy uh, X took his third QB before his third receiver. Locked in Terrace Marshall, though, as his third receiver, who had like a 12% target per out run, and it's not good. He's yeah, really, Terrace Marshall had a real, real, real bad debut. This guy's really going, taking zero uh, wide receiver to the max here. Got to get that third QB locked up when you go QB QB in the fifth and sixth or whatever he did. Yeah, what it was. Yeah, Burrow Stafford and then tacking on uh, Matt Ryan. But at least Matt Ryan gives you a lot of rushing upside kind of yeah, at that spot. It does. Yeah, it gives you a lot of flexibility. All right. Sterling Shepard's actually probably going to wind up being his best receiver. Sterling, Sterling Shepard's a good pick. Yeah. yeah, that's probably going to be like the Robbie Anderson where we make fun of this team and then it's like Sterling yep. Shepard becomes like God's gift to man. He shouldn't be going that light. That's silly. That's a good, yeah, that's a nice value there. Deami uh, Brown did not have a good year either. He did not. Uh, running backs, uh, let's see, so... Trey Sermon, Naheem Hines, Donta Foreman, Sony Michelle, Zach Moss, Kenyon Drake, Mike Davis, Justin Jackson. Oh, I got a fun receiver for later. Mm. Who jumps out to you there, Pete? For running backs? Yeah. Um, I am kind of intrigued by Donta Foreman. Um. All right, I'm I'm good with that. I mean, he looked he looked pretty damn good. Well, what about where are you at on Dotson? Dotson's like uh, he didn't have he doesn't have a great profile. He could go like in the first or second round though. Penn State. If he goes in the third round, we're not really going to be that interested in drafting him. But he's kind of like a draft position play. Um. But he's a four-year player, and it doesn't have all that interesting of a profile. So, Gretch, do you have any takes on this pick here? No, I was just typing in our private chat our pick for like the 18-19 turn that I'm excited about. So, whatever you guys want to do here. Oh, gotcha. Uh, let's do let's do Foreman. Um, I like that, Ben. I think he went, Ben. No. Yeah, he did. You gotta be kidding me. Where? Uh, in the seventh round. You're fucking kidding me. In the seventh round? I don't see him on here. I'm fucking with you. Yeah, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> I don't see him. He's gotta be way down your list, Pete. I'm pretty sure I saw him a lot earlier and I was looking for him. He's definitely drafted. Uh no, you're right. I was wow, wrong. okay. All right. right. I'm glad we didn't say his name because I was about to. (laughs) (laughs) All right, chat. 
everyone gets one guess. Everyone gets one guess. If you guess the player that we want, regardless of whether we're able to get them or not, before we pick them, obviously, I will give you a $25 gift card to get Ship Chasing merch. So there it is. One there guess. it is. Threw, threw down the gauntlet. I will show a screenshot of Ben's notes in the private chat to prove. <laughs> Eddie Lacy was the first. <laughs> first <guess. laughs> All right, we got DPJ, Melvin Gordon, Hamler. Uh oh. Wait, someone we're on the clock. Yeah, someone already got it. Well, we're not taking him now anyway. We're... We might need to. Or do you want to take Dotson? Not really. Um, the other the other guys that would be interesting would be uh, Justin Ross um, or is John Mechie there? Uh, goodness. I mean, we really want that guy over. I don't see him. I don't see it. Who should we, should we take? Should we take Gretchen's guy? Take ben. Let's just take Ben's guy. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, uh, Sam got it right. Isaiah McKenzie, uh, Gretch lay out the case for Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah. I mean, Cole Beasley's 33 or this will be his age 33 season coming up. Um, 6.1 million in cap savings if they were to move on. What only 1.5 million in dead money, and they kind of deprioritize him late in the year. Obviously, he had you know a lot of interesting stuff to say off the field this year. Uh, McKenzie was good. 26 years old, uh, younger than I thought he was because like he's been a, he's done some returning. I don't know. I guess I thought he'd been in the league a little longer. And he, yeah, he looked good late in the year. He was better. He was like right with Beasley in terms of like targets per out run and all that stuff. Like it feels like he could really fit into that role. They've used him even like go back to 2020. They were using him on a lot of like jet motion stuff. He had yeah. five touchdowns around the like goal five. line too. Yeah. He had the three touchdown game in week 17. Then this past year, he, had, he does some positive stuff. Um, yeah. Good guess, Sam. But yeah, you, I mean, Bills are going to be a really pass heavy team. Probably not going to have Emmanuel Sanders back. That's why everyone's high on Gabe Davis. But I, I think McKenzie, like you get to the 17. I, I thought maybe we could even get him at 18, 19. Like if he gets that Beasley role and he's like, I mean, on, on that team, like, yeah, it's freaking easy money at that point. Yeah. I, I like I that call it. a lot. Me too. So structurally here, we're at what? Two QBs, one, two, three, four. We five, basically six. have the option to take a third or a sixth running back if we want, or we could just close out with wide receivers, or we could take another tight end. Right. Right. Um, let me list off some of the tight ends that are left. Uh, Tunyon, Johnny Smith. Uh, actually, there is a Austin Hooper would make sense for our stack. Yeah. Um, like Jarwin that. is still available too. Um, I don't know if there's like a two for one play there. If, if Schultz leaves in free agency, um, hmm. Ferkser, Hayden Hurst, Jared cook, Conklin. Irv will be back. Yeah. Um, as far as wide receivers, uh, Beasley Rager, AJ Green, Aglor, Cornell Powell, Mari Rogers, 
I think it's all rookies out. at this point because there's yeah. a couple rookies that are, are pretty interesting. Yeah. Right, Ross is still there. Uh, let me see if Ross is still here. Uh, yes. Yeah, he's not. I mean, he's kind of a boom bust type of dude, but I think he's pretty interesting at this price. I just uh, realized that McKenzie is also a free agent, so I, I mean, I could be way wrong on everything I just said. Like they could bring Beasley back and not McKenzie. He's the one that's under contract. So, add that note. Yeah, but what if he goes to the Giants? Mackenzie? Yeah. To be play with Dayball. Kadarius Tony's backup? <laughs> Kadarius Tony played on the outside. Yeah. So you could have uh could have a three wide receiver set of Sterling Shepard, <laughs> Kadarius Tony, and Isaiah McKenzie, and then Kenny Galladay coming off the bench. This is the future the Libs want. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The Giants wouldn't be a good landing. <laughs> Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm glad Kennedy Brooks, first time. First time. John was me. asking me about Deontay Harris earlier because I posted oh, yeah. in, in my post the top 20 um, targets per outrun guys that played at least, I don't know how many games I did, eight games or 12 games or something, and also um, <clears throat> ran a certain number of routes per game or whatever. And uh, Harris in, in those cutoffs, Harris is like fifth in the NFL, right? Like he was a part-time guy the whole year. I don't really know. I haven't written up new Orleans yet. When I get to him, I'm going to have to think through that a little bit more, but I mean, he popped all year. Uh, all year. And, and, and also like maybe this doesn't really mean anything, but he popped in ways where I was like, I, I either wrote, I think I wrote him up and be like, it's probably too crazy, but like Deontay Harris is popping. Like, he might be something like, you know, yeah. I think it was on Thanksgiving slate or something. And like, then he had uh, a couple times that I noted he had like a long touchdown. I think he pulled his hamstring one time that I, I touted him. He like had a long touchdown that immediately pulled his hamstring. But he's one of those guys where it's like we actually were seeing it coming in season as well. And then he was yeah. delivering a little bit. I mean, he's a fine dude to take up. He's undersized. He may never get the, the full routes is sort of the issue. Sean he's Payton's a small gone. speedster, yeah. Yeah, he's a small speedster, but um, he made some plays this year, dude. Like he was their best receiver. They, they, and they're probably going to be bad and throwing, and it would be that surprising to see him, like, be useful as an 18th round pick in best ball. He's also a downfield guy. He's not like an underneath speedster that you know you need to feed him, and then he runs after the catch like Hardman turned out to be. Um, I think he can, like, actually take the top off. Yeah, and there's, I mean. I don't remember what game it was, but there's one of his long touchdowns this year was uh, like a crosser in the middle of the field. And then he just like, I mean, he yep. has kick returning ability, you know, and he just outran everybody to the other side of the field and down the sideline. It was like a 70 yard TD. And it's like, I mean, he's small, but if he can go over the middle, catch a pass and then break it like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, you know, Marone's going to know how to use him. <laughs> I couldn't tell if you were serious. I wasn't. <laughs> I didn't so, even realize Marone was, was Doug there. Marone. They hired Doug Marone as an <laughs> offensive assistant today. God, just a little Irish humor for you, Gretch. <laughs> <laughs> it's very subtle. The Irish are very subtle. Uh, all right, our guy, Mister X, here. Uh, Brian Edwards, Jalen Guyton, after the Shepherd picks. 
we got a it's a who's who of, of last round wide receiver picks from <laughs> last year and, and visca but like nico Terrace, edwards guyton those are just like dudes that people are tacking onto their rosters yep um so as far as our options here uh Austin Hooper. Oh, someone had suggested Brevin Jordan, which was I thought a very good suggestion. Yeah, I wrote. I, I like Cooper. That's kind I, of a, a luxury pick. Yeah, I just with the with the stack. I mean, we're already kind of making. Let's take one bet. of the rookie receivers. We're we're back around. None of the rookies went. Who are we talking yeah. about? Mechie and Dotson kind of or Ross and Dotson. Let's take Dotson. Hassan liked it. I just want to get Hassan's approval one time on one. All right, let's get. Hassan's I kind of like Mechie over. Okay, let's take Mechie. Let's let's make Hassan back. Then let's grab Hooper, and then we'll grab one of those wide receivers coming back. Oh, these guys are Ross. Are you saying Ross or Dotson? Oh, Ross is a good pick. Yeah, Ross, Dotson, and Hooper let's, are our options. Let's take two right? of those. Dude. You you guys want to get another? Okay, we can take Hooper. We got Landry and Mayfield. Or, oh, we have – you're, you're stacking. I, I'm sorry. I didn't even realize we have – we're it's not like I have a hard on for Hooper outside yeah. in a vacuum. I mean, right. please. In a vacuum. Yeah. No way. I would never. Yeah, so we got some rookie receiver options to come back around to. I like that. Yeah, so who do you who do you like of Dotson? Oh, Ross? there goes Mechie. That's all right. He was our least favorite. Yeah. He was my top one. Oh. If Pat was doing his draft by himself, he would have taken Mechie. I would have taken 11. Mechie there and then Hooper on the wrap. All right, Dotson or Ross? Oh, let's go Ross. Okay. If we can't Ross exposure, if we can't get if we can't get two Ys via Sky Moore, we might as well get one Y in Justin Ross. I'm still man. I I talked about it last week when we drafted him, but I didn't pay any attention to him after his freshman year. But I saw him in the national championship, and he was dope as hell as an 18 year old. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, nothing else matters. He's really good. Oh, Mechie tore his ACL too. That's right. He tore it in the semifinal. He tore the semifinal and Jameson tore it in the in the final. Yeah, they don't they don't tell you that in the box score scout. (laughs) (laughs) Still still digging in here, guys. Um Trying to see if there's any other wide receivers that are interesting. George Pickens. George Pickens go and did yeah. he do his ACL? He went in the 15th round. On a, Dylan told uh, him with a torn ACL. And, and does he have a torn ACL? <laughs> are his knees intact? <laughs> does he see available with both knees? My bad. The Mechie tour in the SEC championship, it sounds like. God damn it. What's our what's our late round uh last round luxury pick? Oh dude, we could find so many fun picks. This Jalen Colbert guy looks pretty interesting. He's a small school, South Alabama. 36% career yardage share. Uh he is a four-year player, but hyper productive. Uh, draft Pat, status maybe maybe won't be a day two pick, but he's got a chance. Pat, we got 
word from the chat that Pickens came back from an ACL tear already. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, he, but it, so he has both knees now, though. So he's been, he's Tylen Wallace. He's Tylen Wallace, and maybe it works out better this time. Are there any of these other rookie running backs that we should consider? Yeah, what's our uh, like structural? We have two QBs, three tight ends. How many receivers do we have? We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight receivers and six backs. Six backs. Yep. I kind of want, want to another receiver. We want a receiver. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dotson <clears throat> is also still available. I was going to say MVS. He went right after McKenzie. He would have been another one that I liked in this range. KJ Hamler decent enough pick again i'm gonna look and find some veterans to sell you guys on sell us on a veteran tell me a story gretch the at the top of the queue for veterans uh jalen rager aj green Aguilar, cornell powell Amari Rogers, Tutu Atwell. <laughs> Cornell Powell. Remember when Davis was Cornell so Powell. pumped about Cornell Powell because the G's got him? <laughs> oh, man. Amir Smith-Marset. Um, Daz no. Newsom. No. Anthony Schwartz. No. I saw someone suggest that in the chat. Mm. Ben Skoronek. Did Donald Peoples-Jones go, I assume? Oh, yeah, he went in 15th. Okay. He was unimpressive in yards know, prior run, too, though. Or targets prior run, at least. Who was? DPG. Uh Dotson finally Nick, goes. He was okay. He was okay in yards per out run. Yeah, he gets the deep the deep shots. That's fair. Yeah, the deep shots. I had Dotson in the queue for about four rounds. Dotson would, would be good. I, I like I like Tolbert. Productive four-year college player. Targeted deep downfield, 15.8 A dot. He's he's only 190, but he's 6'3, and maybe he has speed with that type of profile. Is uh Sam still in your head with the AJ Green pick, or have you guys uh separated? No, God no, no. <laughs> We're not taking him. Alpha play. If your name He's is Michael Leone, so old. He wasn't yeah. even that good at drawing targets this year. Like, and Hopkins was really fell quite a bit. I'm a little concerned about Hopkins, but I think you can certainly be, still be back in on Hopkins. But if Hopkins rebounds at all, I mean, AJ Green's just, I don't know, past the age where I would draft him. I mean, Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson would be a good pick. Uh... Kind of already playing the Cowboys passing game not having a Gallup or an Amari Cooper. Yeah. Uh, and he goes right as I put him in the queue. Okay. No creep. All right. No creep. Is it? Rugged, Rugged creep. again. Rugged again. All right. No creep. What is this reference? <laughs> Super troopers when uh, oh, yeah. they're doing the, the meeting. We used to say in college yeah. a lot. Anybody want creep? Creep. Okay. All right. Okay. No creep. <laughs> License and registration meow.
I will say I do feel, and maybe I'm just ADD, but I kind of miss the, uh, on both underdog and FFPC, the 18 round format. Yeah. The 20, 20 starts to. Well, and it's longer clocks, which has helped us talk through our picks more. True. 30 seconds is tough, but yeah. Yeah. It is helpful for the streamers. But better for the streamers to do 18 rounds. So, uh, you know, double-edged sword here. Big, big give and they take. I'm not finding anybody that's, like, exciting. Yeah, that's why we should take <laughs> this guy who I already forgot his name. Jalen Tolbert? It's important that we take him, even though I can't uh, remember his name. Jalen Tolbert. Yeah. I think it's a pretty solid pick. He's like the most productive for you. Okay. Guy. What? Jalen Wertimer? Is that? I mean, what is that last name? Sounds, what, like, the name of a, sounds like the name of a sailboat. <laughs> <sighs> Damien Everyone... Pierce is like the uh, the tape guy, I think. Uh, so, all right. Which, Tolbert. You know, so was... um. James Robinson, so that's not a that's not a knock. All right, yeah, let's go, Tolbert. I'm taking Tolbert. It is done. Our squad from the top here once more. We drafted Jonathan Taylor, Ceedee Lamb, George Kittle, Tyler Lockett, Devonta Smith, Russ Wilson, Brees Hall, Tyler Boyd, Dalton Schultz, Ramondre Stevenson, Jarvis Landry, Will Yum, Fuller, Jarek McKinnon, Baker Mayfield, Rashad White, Deontay Foreman, Isaiah McKenzie, Sam Sherman. You won $25 gift card to the store. Austin Hooper, not in the vacuum just because of the stack. Justin with a Y, Ross, and Jalen Tolbert to round things out. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. We got some rookies. We kept the, the cost cheap, though, to get them. Yeah, that's the way to take rookies for sure. I like that. I mean, most of the picks, I mean, they're probably going to outscore Isaiah McKenzie. Most of, most of the veterans you take in those rounds don't do anything anyway. The rookies have a shot to be potentially huge. Um, yeah, and they nope. also have a shot to be absolutely worthless, and it, and right. it sucks to just feel like you're burning your pick. But but I do think it makes sense to take them. No praising Team 5. You know, we, we went through this during FFPC draft season. You guys got to keep your eyes on the prize, on the ship-chasing team. We don't salivate over any other rosters, okay? Um, this is fun. It's it's nice to start to get uh, feet wet here with the draft. Yeah. Enjoy hearing right. you guys talk about the rooks. This is a joke from Chris. It has to be. But I have to ask. It's this Mike Tolbert's grandkid. <laughs> Somebody tell me it's not a fucking grandkid. It's a little Irish humor for you, Gretch. Yeah, that's uh, if it was his son, maybe, but grandkid, no way. Yeah, um, that would, that would, yeah. The math Historic. doesn't work out, right? I'm not that old yet. Yeah, no. Like, now that I'm thinking about it, this. Doesn't I mean, work. I did. I will say, when Antoine Winfield was back in the league as a new human, I was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> uh. Yeah, don't worry. Well, you know, once I know more than, you know, I don't know, 60% of the players drafted, maybe we can start saucing. And I feel like Eric uh, absorbed a lot of the uh, the saucing throughout the draft from us tonight. But don't worry. We'll get back to saucing fools. Um, Pat, can Gretchen, we, uh, yeah, what? Well, I mean, if we could if we could maybe close out with a little Justin Ross or uh, or Tolbert highlights that'd be, that'd be i fun. i got i got such a busy day tomorrow to have a flight i gotta i gotta get uh out of here after uh two hours um 
any other uh, final words from you guys tonight? Nope. <clears throat> nope. Um, I did want to mention one thing. Um, our friend, uh, and a lot of you guys know him who have played uh, FFPC over the years, Brian Holtzkin. Um, you guys know him on Twitter as Draft Addict. Um, his wife passed away uh, beginning of January. Um, I actually didn't know about it at the time. I, I missed that um, the accident had happened, and I saw him tweeting about the memorial service um, the other day and just absolutely gutted for him and his family. Pat and I had the privilege of getting to hang out with them multiple times in Vegas. Uh, just an absolute blast. Um, she was such a... Um, she's just so full of life, so energetic, just always so fun to be around. And I'm just so gutted for, for Brian and his kids. And I just wanted to make sure that he knew uh, his ship chasing family was thinking about him and um, we're here for you, buddy, anything you need. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. Absolute yeah, tragedy. Well said. That's yeah. Fucking horrible. Yep. So, uh, hug your loved ones tight guys. Uh, it's, it's wonderful having uh fantasy football as a, a distraction and a fun hobby, but man, uh, hug those people you love. Um, life, life is so short. So we're thinking about you, Brian. And, uh, if I know anything about you, just from observing you from a distance and getting to meet you, you are incredibly resilient and headstrong. And, uh, I know you and your boys are going to emerge from this stronger. And, uh, I know it's going to be tough, but I do really think, um, you guys are going to be able to, to make the most, um, out of what you guys have coming forward and, um, excited to see um how you guys rally from this so uh on behalf of ship chasing thank you guys for tuning in tonight we will be back as usual next wednesday for pat for ben i'm pete we'll see you next time